feel good place for us as well as we know it, as well as we know it, and we love to preach out here, maybe God's got something for us. Amen. Amen. Well, being real gentle with things, this may be something you can help, folks, as you have been filled with the Holy Spirit and you're inviting people uh, to come to the Lord. You're telling them about the Lord. You want them to be saved. And then in the midst of all that, you invite them to come to church and you go back to them and you know you get concerned for them. And you get to wondering sometimes what excuse they're going to have next. What they're going to come up with. You know, we've been through a summer and people go on vacation. That makes it kind of easy, you know, when you don't really want to be in church, you know, with summertime. And we've done that, you know, and people need to go on vacation. You need to enjoy your family. You've done that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about people you're concerned about. And maybe this can help you just in, in talking to them when it seems like it's one excuse after another. One man was asked, you know, why didn't he come to church last Sunday? And he said he had milk in the refrigerator. Someone asked him questions, said, what's milk in the refrigerator got to do with anything? He said, well, I just felt like one excuse just as good as another. Amen. Amen. We ought to have an eagerness to come to the Lord's house. We ought to be excited about coming to the Lord's house. I'm excited. I'm excited to be around my church family and the folks that's going to be praying for me if I'm sick and I'm going to be praying for you. Amen. I'm glad I got a good place. I can tote my little grand girl around here and show her off and going to get to raise these children in a godly atmosphere. They're going to be taught God's word. So when they get out of here, they're going to have it hid down in the heart and Satan going to have a mighty hard time coming through the blood. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 10 and verse 1, he's praying for folks to be saved. S-A-V-E-D. Sometimes you say that word to somebody, said, are you saved? I mean, you think we're living right here in, in the Bible Belt. You'd be surprised just how people will look at you when you ask them that word. Man, are you saved? You're having a conversation. You just Go in the conversation, you're not being dog-minded about it. You just want to ask a question called you concerned, and you ask that question. Amen. Well, they'll give you everything in the world. They'll tell you, I hope I am, I want to think I am, and I don't go to church as much as I want to, and they'll go plumb off the mouth on you. Yeah. Say, man, I didn't talk about none of that. I just want to know if you're saved. We need to know yeah. that we know, that we know, that we know that we're saved. I tell you a, a great way you can know that you're saved. You can know you're saved if you've got a peace inside of you. That when this question arises or when maybe death comes or when maybe hardship comes, ain't it good for us that know Jesus that, that we got a God that just kind of gets up under us? It don't ever leave us. It don't ever forsake us. Ain't it good that at one time all God was to you was a Sunday deal, but now he's a seven-day-a-week deal. Now, ain't it good to have it? Ain't it good that he don't ever leave us and he don't ever forsake us? Scripture right here today, I, I thank God for his word. Uh, if you read the bulletin on the front of that, I thought about faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And sometimes you, you see people out uh, after they come and they've gotten saved, they go through the waters and they get baptized and all of a sudden they run good for a while. Scripture teaches that you ran good for a while. But who hindered you that you should not obey the truth? I'm glad that when God saves us, He puts the Holy Spirit inside of us. 
and gives us a desire to want to be in the Lord's house. Amen? This morning, if you're missing that, if it's work to you, uh, you can't get saved by works. You know, there's going to be a multitude of people, not you. Uh, I want to think it's not you, but there's a multitude of people that it was a whole lot of work for them to get up this morning and get to the Lord's house. Now, it ain't work when they get ready to do something that pleases the flesh. They can't sleep all night. They're so excited about it. I'm talking about they can't wait to get there and they go on and leave early and they drive all night to get there. But I'm going to tell you something. When God saves your soul and you realize that every blessing you got and every good and perfect gift come from Him, I tell you what, it stirs something. So maybe as we read the Scriptures this morning, you just examine yourself. You say, surely, goodness, it wouldn't be me. I tell you one thing. It's a peace knowing God. There's a peace. There's a comfort. The Bible said he's a God of all comfort. There's power in knowing God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So this word saved is, is a great big thing. You'll read the tabloids and you'll see all the black eyes and you'll see how they had the fancy castles and all the gold with it. But it seemed like it's just not enough. Just not enough. You'll see them weary. All the makeup can't, can't cover all the gloom and doom that you have. In Romans chapter 10 in verse 1, it says, Brethren, let me talk to you. Maybe, maybe it's talking to you in a way like I, I want to help you in helping somebody else. Maybe, maybe this is not so directly at you at, at time it is, but maybe it's, it's to help you with someone else. Someone that you love. Someone that you don't want to die and go to a devil's hell. Someone that you could say, well, they said they were saved and you would go back. And I remember folks and we would go back in the driveway after time and time again and we would ask them again. I've had them to get mad. I done told you one time. I don't know what you keep asking me for. Ain't you glad when somebody asks you if you've ever been saved? Don't that thrill you when you walk up in the country that we're living in with all the stuff that we have on the TVs and all the violence that somebody, you woke, well, woke up to somebody on a Monday morning, you just having a conversation, they all of a sudden ask you, said, I just want to ask you a question. Are you saved? Don't it just thrill you? Don't it just thrill like saved? Good Lord, save my word, I, I never expected. And then you think, man, I should have asked him. I, I should have asked them before they ever asked me. Yeah. This is what we're talking about this morning. We're going to be talking about being saved. We won't be, we won't be long. He said, brethren, my heart's desire. The Lord would be talking through Paul right here and says, brethren, my, my heart's desire. Yeah. Do you have a heart's desire really to see Anyone saved anymore? Boy, we can get discouraged along the way. And before we, we go into that, you, you think, now how do you keep going in all this? I mean, how do you keep going when your best friend don't go to church no more? You know, the one you got that hobby with, they don't really go to church no more. You, you can't have no conversation about that. And you know, how, how do you keep going? Yeah. Hold your finger right there and let's, let's turn over to a verse that will do your heart good. If you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Bible said after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, Acts 1, 8, you shall be a witness. But in all that, you feel like as some as in the Bible, like I feel like I'm the only one. 
feel like I'm the only one out here. It's in 2 Corinthians. It's going to be in the fourth chapter in the 16th verse. A wonderful, a wonderful scripture. It says, for this cause, if you're there, say amen. amen. Let me give you just, I want you to see this. The outward man can get weary. But we got another man. That person of the outside, this flesh, can get weary. But you've got another. You done been born again. That old man is being crucified every day, but that you got another man. And it says, For this, for which cause we faint not. Lord, I I've been around some discouraged preachers and we can all get discouraged. I'm talking about discouraged. Just man just need to come in here and help us a little bit, Brother Eddie. We just we just discouraged. It just seems like no one's being saved anymore. No more news come to church. It just seems like the number's falling off. And the Bible says at the end day, there's going to be a great falling away. It says, for which cause we faint not. For this cause, you, you've got a reason that you're not going to faint. But though the outward man perish, shoot, Jesus himself, he he was down in a boat and he was weary when the storm got up. Remember, he was asleep down in the boat. He, he had went to rest. That's that man that needs some rest. It says, though the outward man perish, yes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. When the Bible said his mercies, as we've been talking about, is new every morning. When God talks about, I'm going to supply your every need according to to his riches and glory. I, I'm talking about being saved with all the things that God puts in us. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I don't know. I don't think I could have faked it this long. I was raised in a home that went to church every time the door was open. They had revival. We went to revival. They had CA rallies. We went to CA rallies. If it come time to clean the church, we was at the church. When it come time to cut the grass, we was at Cutting the grass, I got saved fine at 27, but I, I don't believe I could have made it this long. I believe by now I'd have just got out of church and I'd have just been out there doing my own thing. But ain't you glad this morning that your two feet are standing in the house of the Lord? Thank God for His grace and mercy. Paul said, Brother, in my heart and prayer to God for Israel is to say, might be saved. I mean, my, my heart throbbed for the, for the man that's working next to me, for my neighbor down the street, for the, for the lady that I just keep bumping into at Walmart, with the, for the guy that I, I got that hobby that I, that I spend so much time with that there's got to be something wrong inside of me, Brother Eddie, that I never have a desire, that I say that I've been filled with the Holy Spirit, but I never have a desire to talk to this man about this glorious Jesus. Maybe I want to say to you this morning, maybe the reason why you don't share your Jesus with somebody because your Jesus just ain't that special. Because you don't have knowledge how good he is. Really, you don't have anything as a deep calling to the deep. A Holy Spirit is a big thing. And, and, it, and it, what it does, it pricks us. It comes and it illuminates us. 
It wakes us up in the morning and it visits us. It, it comes as, as I'm learning about dialysis and things and how it takes the blood out and it, it gets rid of the waste and it purifies the blood and it comes back. And I think about the Holy Spirit when, when God saves us, how, how the, He visits us every morning and it says we, that that inner man is renewed day by day. My word, you'll talk to people and say, oh, yeah, Brother Eddie. Oh, you know the spill they're going to give you. I, I got saved a long time ago. Now, I don't go to church like I ought to. Do you tell anybody about Jesus? No, I don't feel like I should be, and I don't go to church. I, I don't feel like I, sh I should do that. Do you do anything, any work for God whatsoever? No, not really. Oh, but I remember. Yeah. All you remember is an incident. I'm going to tell you one thing. This thing that we have in Christ Jesus, it ain't just a one time. What I'm telling you, your name has got recorded. When you got saved, I don't want you to misunderstand me. Your name was written down. But I'm going to tell you something. God knew with that flesh you've got hanging on you. He was not going to do far more than just save your soul. He was going to stay with you. I'm glad I got a God that stays with me. He don't ever leave me. He don't ever forsake me. He's my present help in my time of trouble. You know when I'm in trouble, 24 hours a day. Renee sang that song, said, Your grace and mercy has brought me through. Said, Lord, I'm just living each moment just because of you. And God, I just want to praise you. And I just want to thank you too. Because God, your grace and your mercy. If you've ever been saved, if you've ever been saved, I said saved, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when God come and flooded your soul. I mean, you, you didn't have an intent probably to be saved. When you got saved, you just was rocking along and, and the Holy Spirit convicted. The preacher went to preaching. You, you, you got to thinking, my word, I, I need to give my life to Jesus before you know it. You done, you done done a childlike thing by faith. You done trusted God to come inside of you and all the glory of the Lord just fell down on and it just felt so good. I believe that's the number one trick of the devil. He says, now you Superman. Now, what you need to tell, go tell everybody. If you've been saved, it happened to you. All right, if you've been saved, it happened to you. If you got religious, it didn't. If you got religious, you got, you got to think, well, I, I believe in that once saved, always saved. I just do what I want to do. It don't make no difference. But if you've ever been filled with the Holy Spirit for a moment when Jesus come inside of you, I'm telling you, you thought everybody need to be just like you. Boy, I tell you what, boy, y'all need to be like me. And I'm going to tell you something. Then you was enlightened how good God was. And you was enlightened how perfect he was. And how he was holy. And you're going to stand before him being holy. And how you had to be 100% perfect. One bad thought would separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. When the Bible says, there ain't nothing can. And the reason why it was grace. And God's grace went to teach you some things. It went to teach you that he that knew no sin absolutely no sin become sin that you might become the righteous God so you could stand up here today and you could say oh yes oh yes I'm a child of the king his royal blood still flows through my veins and I who is wretched poor blind now can sing praise God praise God
I'm a child of the king. I wish I could get some hands raised this morning. How many of y'all thought you was all that when you first got saved and then it didn't take you long, Brother Larry? And you said, I ain't all that. But baby, he's all that. I'm talking about he's all that. And in him, look at in him I live. And in him I move. And in him I have my being. In Christ I'm all that. In Christ you 100% absolutely perfect. The blood of Jesus. When you stand before him. Paul comes and I want everybody to know that. I want everybody to know that. That was our message to start with. When we first got saved, that was not really our message. Really our message, we want to tell them folks like, man, I didn't think I could do it either. But you can do this. You know, I'm telling you, you can do this. I didn't think I could do it, but, but I, I, I did. Bruce will say, but I, I did. And, and you can do it. I just want to let you know you can do it. No, you can't do it. You can't do it. But Christ has done it. And now all you've got to do is accept that he know that you was unworthy. He knew that you would always be unworthy. That your heart is desperately wicked. And he died. The Bible said not of works least any man should boast. There's no way you could work hard enough. There's nothing you could do good enough. This is a message. This is a death, burial, and a resurrection. Anything outside this to put eye in there of what you're doing or you're thinking that you're doing good enough this morning or you sitting there saying, Brother Eddie, you're preaching that grace and you're just making it too easy on them. You low down thing, you. It was a slip and slide when you got in. You was wretched. And still are, you just don't know it. And it was grace come knocking at your door. It wasn't a one said, well, I'm going to work hard. And when I get good and perfect, I'm, com- I'm coming down that Sunday morning. I'm going to work hard all week. I'm going to start on Monday morning. And by Sunday, I'm going to be perfect and I'm going to get saved. I'm going to tell you something outside of grace. That's what you'd have had to do. And you would have failed. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God for the wages of sin and death. But praise God, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Woo! I'm talking about saved. I I ain't talking about no religious saying, well, you can still just do whatever you want to do. I'm talking about for a Holy Ghost that chastises you. Spanks on you. Boy, the things that, whoo, I better keep going. I was in the middle right there. I, I was going to get in all of our stuff. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel. Ain't we bad? Ain't we bad? Ain't we so bad? I mean, by the time we think we're doing good, somebody just gets under a crawl. Don't it make you feel bad, though? After feeling good for about just a split, it ain't worth it. I'm talking about it, it really ain't worth it. I'm talking about that Holy Ghost will whoop on you, it'll beat on, and every time you see him, you can tell him you saw a million times. TJ, you can't get it off of you. It ain't worth it. If, you, if, you got, if you're thinking, as a born-again Christian, when you say, I think I'm just going to go over and cuss him out, please don't. Please don't. The church is going to have to put up with you. What's wrong with you, man? Oh, man, I'm so bad, and you'll try to teach them like, well, you've always been bad. But you don't understand, I, 
I've been saved. Yeah, you was bad when you got saved. You was bad after you got saved. No wonder why he said that work that I, that I begin in you that I'm going to complete. Now, I know it ain't going to be but two or three of us. But can, can two or three be honest? Is he still working on y'all like he's working? Now, that's the gospel. Now, I could get up here and I could just hammer down on you and how bad you are. Matter of fact, I was going to preach on what, what kind of lousy excuse you going to have next. Kids are back in school. You know, we, I mean, just done, you just done wore it out all summer. That's good. That's fine. You know why it's fine? You know what's so good about God? You know why it's fine? You know why it's fine if you... Surely I ain't going to say this. You know why it's fine if you just done lied all summer long? Because he knew you when he saved. Jeff, I remember when I got saved, I was like, God, you sure? <laughs> I mean, he was wanting to save me. I mean, he, he was inviting me in. I mean, it was like, come on. Like, you sure? I mean, this is going to be a 24-hour day deal every day the rest of my life. I mean, you, you, I mean I, I'm not some kind of terrible fella. That's the message. That's the gospel. Why in the world, if one person, if just one person, the person that was chosen after God's own heart, stand on the balcony, he was chosen after God's own heart. Then after that, he had a man killed. The disciples that walked close to him, one, one said, I don't even know the man. Judas sold him out. That was the closest ones he had. So Jesus went to a garden before the cross of Calvary and he knelt there and the sweat dropped off. This is a gospel. Oh, sometimes God will give them a message. Them church folks, boy, they love me hammering on them bad people. Old Brother Eddie preaching hell hot today. I'm going to tell you something. If I preach hell hot and I preach just how hot hell is and I tell you just how sweet heaven is. Look here. And if I scare somebody plumb to death that they come in snots running out of the nose and they're shaking and I didn't tell them about God's grace and mercy, I ain't told them the gospel. Get over it. The gospel is God loves you. And you're going to miss it because you've been around too many religious folks. And you think in your mind that they're doing good, but they ain't doing good. The only way they're doing good is the life that they now live is in Christ Jesus. And I don't frustrate grace. I don't make grace mad. That's something to shout about. I ain't never understood. I preach in all different denominations. I get a chance going to Baptist church. I say, I don't know why y'all don't, y'all ain't running the back of the pews. Try to tell them, y'all, y'all the only ones got the whole life plan. Everybody else has got term insurance. They, I expect them all to have some goats in the day coming in there, laying them up here on the altar, driving the stake down like we got to get it done. Look there, the sacrifice has already been given. Jesus has already died. He's already buried, and he's a rose from the goat. There'll be a lot of songs saying. 
But won't no song ever top Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound to save the wretch like me. Oh, excuses, man. I just get weary sometimes. I, I needed that verse. I looked it up this week. You just, you just keep coming by. You, you just think, well, if I preach at them, you know, if that'll work, then it won't work. I said, well, I, I'll just get ready now. I ain't cussing. I said, I'll just love the hell out of them. I tell folks, if I don't like you, just fix me enough German chocolate pies and I'll come around. I, I ain't that hard. You can love it out of me. I, I can become a a better person if you just love on me that way. Right. And then that don't work. And you just say, what else do you do? And then you come to realize right. that they're lost and they're undone. And when you go try to tell them, yeah. and you realize you may not be the one. Amen. You may not be the one that's going to win them to Jesus. You may not be the one that's going to get the message across. And you, you'll think, well, I'm just going to faint. I'm just going to quit. Yeah. But when you wake up in the morning, right. yeah. though that outward man says, I'm done. Though that outward man says, I'm quitting. Though that outward man says, I just haven't been hurt enough. I just haven't been cussed out enough. I, I forgot somebody's grandbaby's name at, at the funeral service, and I got cussed out. I was the best thing since sliced bread last night. I'm getting cussed at the funeral yard today. What in the world is going on? Jesus said they hated me. If you come in my name, they're going to hate you too. But I, I'm not on it. I'm just trying to tell you there's, there's an inward man and, and the Bible teaches that, that he's going to renew it. He's going to take that. Paul says, one thing I do, if I don't do anything else, what's behind me is behind me. You can't live in yesterday's hurt. You can't live in yesterday's rejection. You can't live in yesterday's failures. you got to live in the day. For the, the Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice. Boy, that's real good preaching right there. Woo! My word. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God. I hope I don't preach that long on the rest of these verses. Got five more minutes. For Israel is that they might be saved. Saved. Saved with the Spirit that wakes up in the morning. So, Lord, I can't, but you can. Wake up in the morning and say, I surrender all. <laughs> Not wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to get it today. I'm going to do better today. That devil just laughs. I'm going to do better today. No, by the grace of God. God, if you'll let that Holy Ghost, if you'll let it move inside of me today, if you'll let it, you, the Bible says, you draw nigh to him. Read the instructions. What are you going to use for an excuse now? What are you going to use for an excuse? God's been so good. Why don't you choose you to stay whom you're going to serve? As Joshua says, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And just put your hands to the plow and don't never look back. Go on and make up your mind what you're going to do. And it don't matter what the world thinks around you. It don't matter what the world thinks about you. Just put your hands to the plow and keep going. He said, I want them to be saved. In verse 2, it says, For I bear them record. I have maybe noted a few things. I have recognized. I mean, why in the world do we knock ourselves out trying to please someone in this county or the seven counties around it when we got an all-seeing eye of God looking down that knows everything? You'd feel a whole lot better rather than please man 
today just going to realize, say, God, you know what? I'm dropping this thing. You think about, you t- you think about exhorting somebody. All right. You think about how, you know, people talk about having some gifts sometimes. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be something if you was kind, you was just going to exhort somebody? And I'm going to tell you something, that'd be hard for a lot of folks to do. Uh-huh. A lot of religious folks couldn't do that. Because yeah. all that pride, yes. and they all that, yes. and ain't nobody smarter than me. Well, I ain't going to tell him he's doing a good job. He may think, uh, he may get thinking he knows more about the Bible than me. <laughs> I can't exhort one another, yeah. encouraging one another. Yeah. Scripture in the Bible, we was Thursday morning in Jackson. We, we was, I was thinking about that as they was doing that Bible study where the Bible says give in. You know why ain't nobody encouraging you? Because you ain't no encourager. Ain't nobody blessing you because you don't bless nobody. Come on now. The Bible says, give in. It shall be given to you. Press down, run it over. Man, man shall give to your bosom. It says, man will turn, return it to your bosom. So it says, I bear them record that they have a, look here, a zeal of God. Have you ever seen so many people today got a zeal of God? But not according to knowledge. I'm talking about a zeal that they, that they, have, they work at. They, they do a good job. They show up looking good. But look what verse 3 says. It says, for they've been. Do you know how many people have been in church all their lifetime to sit in that office and have sat out here and around and other churches that said, I just can't understand. I, I just don't know. I just, I just can't grasp it. I, I can't get a hold of it. And it says right here, because they're being ignorant. Of God's righteousness. God's righteousness. I mean, they know, they'll tell you, they said, man, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe Jesus was buried. I believe Jesus arose from the grave, but they ain't got a clue why. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, this man Jesus, and the reason why he went to that tomb, the reason why he was slain on the cross, the reason why he gave, gave up the ghost, the reason why he went to a tomb to rise from the grave, said, and they being ignorant of God's righteousness, here's where they get in trouble. Multitudes everywhere you go. Almost if you go into one of them snowflake churches, you know that they believe that they, they doing it. They get mad. It's almost going to be a fight because they're ignorant of God's righteousness. Don't be mad at them. Don't be offended at them. They're not in your church polluting your church. Take it for an opportunity to try your best to explain God's righteousness. Maybe take a table if I have so many times with salt and pepper and, and tell folks if just after the waitress cleaned it off, if there was one speck of salt, one, one speck of pepper, just one. That would be enough if you stand before the Lord to send you to an eternal hell of damnation forever and ever and ever. But because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gospel. 
he gave his son to shed his blood to give his life so you could have life. And I'm going to tell you one thing. (laughs) It's real good. I'm talking about up here singing. And I just think about the day that we can sing to folks in heaven that's all filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody there saved. I don't know if it's going to be some flying suplexes or atomic knee drops. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, ain't you just, I, I remember one day I got happy with a guy and this guy was real nosy about what he had and he kept asking questions when the guy left. I just grabbed him and to the ground we went. I just wrestled with him. He said, man, you done got my britches all stayed up messing around like that. I was just so happy and so tickled about, about it all. In the midst of this world that we're living in. Yes. Brother Larry, I tell you, we used to go play softball and them referees said, we're just so glad y'all here. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we just so happy about being there. We was always picking at one another, just having a good time. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord. Yes. If knowing that it's good. But Satan, he's a deceiver, and he says, no, you, you're going to get joy from something else. I'm going to tell you something. If you love to do something right now, you get yourself filled with the Holy Ghost, you'll have a showing up big time. Fishing with a guy one day, and he kept getting hung, and he was telling the guy, I said, get, get me, get my unhung. He was in, was in a thick place, and the fish was good right there, and and so the guy told me, said, I'm not going to get you unhung again. I'm sitting in the middle. We're just fishing away. All of a sudden, he got hung again. He said, hey, get me, get me unhung. He said, I'm not going to do it. So the guy in the back, he, he got up to get it. And by the time he, the boat tilted a little bit, you see, it wasn't one of them fancy deals. This, <laughs> we was down here in this hatch at bottom. Hell, so late back there in the back. I don't like no snakes. I don't want to be around no snake. I don't like nothing to do with no snake. If somebody ever tells y'all we're a snake out in the church, you tell them they're a bald-faced lie because I don't like no snakes. This guy fell out of the boat. I went to laughing, crying. I, I was like, well, we all going. I mean, we're going to be in the water. This guy's a stout guy. We, uh, uh, Bruce, he's finna throw us in the water. I just know what's going to happen right here. And all of a sudden, I looked, and my friend was sitting up in the boat. T.J. was sitting there looking at me. I said, how in the world? He said, when you got a thousand water mountains in the water, it ain't hard to get back in the boat. I said, did you walk on the water? What did you do? That's when you get to talking to folks like, man, death, you we go on the funerals all the time. Folks is having things and young and old and they dying. Are you are you ignorant of, of, a, of a plan that God's got to give you life so you could have life and have it more abundant in Christ? Yes. So it says they this is where they get in trouble. I hope you ain't one of these. I I I'm telling you the most miserable person. And there's a multitude of them, and we're going to be closing. Listen, thank you for coming today. Listen, the most miserable person is a person that ain't saved that gets up and gets herself ready and comes to church. 
and we get up here and we start singing, won't that be a hallelujah meeting when we step on the other side? They look like they've been laying concrete block all day and they just all hunker down. Huh. I said, how miserable. How miserable. Boy, you sure ain't somebody that God woke up this morning. And God's grace was bringing you, you again. Yes. He done saved you. You lived yesterday in grace. Yes. You lived yesterday in mercy. Right. You lived yesterday in God's righteousness. Amen. You lived yesterday in God's riches. Yes. Boy, I love that. As I'll tell you, as I said so many times, God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know why I was so dadgum happy about this morning getting up? Because yesterday God woke me up. I've seen some of y'all think, look at God woke me up. God blessed me yesterday. God supplied my need yesterday. God kept me saved yesterday. And God ain't changing today. One more reason I got my friend. Larry Rochelle in the house that I, first time I got to the hospital, it didn't seem like it was no hope. No hope. Seemed like every time he goes to his doctor, he gets a better report. And after God saved Brother Larry, he, he said this words every time, and he'd say it today. If he went today, and the doctor said, well, Something happened. He said, well, it's up to him. It's up to him. See that piece I'm talking about? It's up to him. Paul said, whether I live or die, I'm in Christ Jesus. I mean, when you got saved, you started your eternity. It was a done deal then. It ain't that you're going to stand before him one day and be wondering, look here. He said, I'm going to come to those that don't know me like a thief in the night. But, oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. They're the same forever. They being the God, ignorant of God's rights, and they going about to establish their own rights. Well, I'm doing better. You can't do better. You can't do good enough. And you have not submitted yourself to the righteousness of God. Yeah. Let me tell you something this morning. You ain't never heard anything else. It's your last time to come here, and you didn't like what I preached, and you're going to ever come back, even though you've been here for 13 years. So be it. I preached you the absolute truth Amen. of the absolute gospel Amen. that not only God wants to save you, not only God wants to save you, He knows every low-down thing you're going to do. He knows you ain't going to be perfect. He knows you're going to make mistakes. But He's wanting to write your name down in the Lamb's Book of Life today. And I don't know why you wouldn't want to come to Him. I'm tired of these preachers looking at me thinking you've got to preach something and tear somebody's arm off and have somebody bleeding both eyes pop popping out and said, well, that'll scare them good enough. If I can scare you down here, the devil can scare you out of here. But if you come because you realize God loves you, and he's wanting to put you on this team, and you ain't very good. You ain't really very good. It's almost like that, it's almost like all that T-ball stuff. Y'all done been through all that. I mean, they just shut their eyes. And every, every once in a while with the eyes plumb shut, they swing as hard as they can, and they just happen to hit the ball. And all of a sudden, look here. Little Johnny ain't even seen the ball. He had his eyes shut looking straight up and swung as hard as he could. And he hit that ball, and he done hit him home run, and here goes Daddy. I knowed it was in my son all the time. 
I know that. I know that. I mean, his uncle played ball. I mean, he got it now. I mean, it's going to happen. I know it. I know it was. Woo. Boy, don't you wish God had a day like that he said about us. Boy, I know. If, if we get anything right, it's because we've got eyes plumb shut. And Sister Opal loved that song, Brother Charles. It said, turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face and the things of this world is going to go strangely dim in the light of his glory. I wish I could preach that a little bit. In the light of his glory. His glory. I just want to be in his glory. I just want to, I just want maybe tonight, just be, just be the night where whoever comes tonight said, look, I'm going to have church. I'm going I'm to grab a hold. I'm going to get me a, I'm going to get me a double portion one way or another. I, I'm going to come with my hands up. I, I'm going to make sure I want to be in his glory. In the light of his glory and his grace. Your grace and mercy have brought me through. I'm living each moment because of you. The gospel of Jesus. He that knew no sin. He, he took mine. He took Billy's. And he took Kenneth's. And they got nailed to the cross. That we, that we could stand before God. 100% absolutely perfect. If you're here today and you ain't saved today, you need to be saved today. You need to get saved today. You can't do good enough. You ain't going to ever be good enough. And he's offering you a gift. He's offering you a gift. You know what the gift is? The gift of righteousness. He ain't offering you a two-day pass. <laughs> Boy, I've been in revivals. I got saved every night. <laughs> and they just keep coming back. He's offering you a gift of righteousness. Isn't that something? I mean, it's like... I don't know why I said it, brother. He just... He just he just, he just, you know, the Bible talks about how we're going to be clothed in his right. It's just one day he just comes up, he says, there you go. 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 What you wearing? I'm, wearing, I'm wearing, he's wearing a robe of righteousness. It's a gift. He didn't do nothing to earn it. He couldn't have done nothing good enough, Ed. Jesus said, I'm just going to give it to you. Get over yourself, man. Start being a shouter. Start coming to church. I'm raising my hands like I'm arrested, man. I, I'm blessed. I mean, Bruce, we got to get over it. You hear me? You got to get down here and start shouting, man. I want to say thank you to Bruce and Blake for all the security work they do for us around here. And I'm glad to see them back there. We got to start shouting, y'all. We got to start shouting. Huh? We, we can be free. We just can't be freaky. Folks come to our church. I said, now we're free, but we ain't freaky. Whom the sun sets free is free. Amen. 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 Caraway, right? Boy, I had a couple folks tell me you was coming today. You got a stepson. What's his name? Corey. Corey. Uh -huh. 
Right there. I'm seeing. I remember. Cancer. You want to be prayed for today? Yes. Okay. Right, right 